Take like a that. Please. Nice. And three. I've had a lot of experience. <laughs> uh, I think this is a 39th sync clap. 39? I know we do two per episode, so it's 39, 38 plus times two plus one. <laughs> 78. <laughs> 78, 78, 78, 78, 78, 78, 78, 78 yeah. yeah, quick maths. Uh, uh, Assalamu alaikum and welcome to today's episode of the Islam 20C Unscripted Podcast. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time or if you haven't uh, subscribed yet, then do remember to subscribe. Um, click the bell notification uh, down below so you get notified for uh, any upcoming episodes. And also just a reminder that we're on all of the pretty much all of the podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcast. So do uh, remember to uh, subscribe. Uh, now, a lot of us, uh, as you can see by uh, our producer Mahmoud's uh, shopping spree here, we're quite worried uh, about this uh, coronavirus outbreak uh, in China. A lot of, uh, especially in Muslim social media, people are talking about this. And um, we had the pleasure now of, uh, alhamdulillah, having a consultant in infection, Dr. Imran Qureshi. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum uh, Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Um, so I just contaminated you. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Sorry. So you're, uh, you're a consultant in infections, and that used to be called microbiologist. Still are, but we, we yeah. use the term interchangeably. Okay, so just tell me to uh, tell, tell me like it is. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it. All right. How long do we have left? You have very long. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, some people are really scared. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's, I'm sort of sort of you know I'm I'm uh, glad that this opportunity arose to sort of start starting to dispel some myths, and then you know there's the 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 panic that's ensued yeah. from um, from from the from the uh, notification of the Wuhan coronavirus has um, been interesting. Mm -hmm. Certainly across social media, text messages. Uh, I, I was saying I received numerous text messages from people yeah. telling me to wash my hands and to fear for my life and you know stuff like that, and which I disregard summarily, you know, on a on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> I mean, and then said rather irate text messages back saying please don't spread <laughs> fake news, you know that type of thing. Uh, so fake uh, news is also spread via fake news. Yeah. Fake news, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> So um, yeah, I think you know there's uh, because I mean we've seen I mean I've seen like videos of people like stockpiling, men, uh, you know, stuff in their bunkers and you know yeah. fighting over things in supermarkets. Yeah. Um, obviously that's been in in China, so okay. it's a very it seems like a very serious thing there. But is it, it? it's it's not to say that it's not serious. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm not going to detract <clears throat> from the whole seriousness of mm. of I mean people are dying. I mean that is the reality. Um, uh, I think the death toll is climbed to something like a hundred now in China, something like that. Mm -hmm. I think I was, I was, I was reading recently. Um, and it's not necessarily contained in China. It's, there's been cases in Thailand and other surrounding countries. There's been some cases in, uh, I think one or two cases in Germany. Yeah, um, I saw I that. One in the news today as well. Absolutely. So, so, so it's not that um, the virus is a joke um, or that it's not important. Mm. But I think the the level of panic about uh, what the potential transmission to us in the UK, or, or even you know, if you think about the population of China and the number of people yeah. who have died and the number of people sick, <clears throat> there is there is a proportion. I mean, as we know, the media loves to embellish everything and make it sound mm. um, more. But then again, fantastic. Are you taught to say that? No, I, I have no reason to because to be taught to say anything. I mean, 
obviously if if it was something panic worthy yeah. the, the line would still be don't panic right because panic only makes things absolutely. worse absolutely you're, you're right so <laughs> i can't tell if you're <laughs> no, trying right. to, you know yeah the, the, this isn't this isn't this isn't dr stocky yeah. or you know this isn't this isn't a form of that yeah. um i mean you're right i mean obviously we we tell people not to panic but yeah. but the reality of the situation is that we have tested i think at least 13 people in the uk and all of them been negative mm. um and because the problem is that I mean, I think I'm, I'm I'm trying to avoid getting too much into the science of it, yeah. but coronavirus is a very regular virus. But there are different strains of the coronavirus which can produce a very mm. severe pneumonia. So the Wuhan strain is one of them. Uh, I mean, this may alarm even more people, but there is a syndrome called the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, which is also caused by a coronavirus, which can mm. potentially be fatal. So if you visit sort of Saudi, Dubai, you know, Jordan, various countries, you are at risk of acquiring yeah. that coronavirus yet because because it's sort of n not in the median, people are not so MERS, MERS, yeah. So um, it's another type of coronavirus. So, but you know, there's many different coronaviruses that people get on a regular basis, and actually, they'll just get a, like a flu-like illness, and mm. they'll be fine. And even even people who may contract the Wuhan strain of coronavirus, it is possible that, in fact, probable that they they may not end up having a fatality at all. They may be fine mm. in the end. They may have a quite a serious illness, but they may be fine in the end. And there are lots of factors actually when it comes to viruses that dictate how a person will respond to them. So <clears throat> such as <clears throat> the, you know, the amount of uh, uh, exposure, what the immune system of the, of the person is like, are their, yeah. are their lungs normal, <clears throat> for instance, if they're like chronic smokers or they suffer from, mm -hmm. you know, lung conditions like bronchiectasis or something like that, or they're more susceptible to the infection. It's it's harder for their lung and their immune system to fight off that infection. So there, there, there are lots of factors yeah. that we don't know about the people who have died. But the um, scary thing is yeah. that um, in today's day and age, yeah. especially if you live in a city, you can be pretty certain that there's going to be a flight from anywhere in the world pretty much absolutely in a in the uh, during that day or a few days or a week period yeah so something that is con contained in one place yeah it just takes one person absolutely absolutely to and and actually <coughs> what's important is that i mean if you, i mean not not that everybody does this on a regular basis but mm. those of us in, in the field, we, we sort of read the information that comes out of Public Health England, mm. who are the official body who basically inform us of what's going on, how, how they're dealing with it and what the response is. So at the moment, all direct flights to the UK from Wuhan have been suspended. Yeah. Um, and any flights which are coming from China, there is there is actually quite a rigorous process of how of reporting and trying to find out well in advance if people are unwell. Um, even if people land from one of those locations, they're, they're mm. not... Uh, and what at that point they're given information about you know the signs and symptoms to look out for so basically if you arrive back and within 14 days you're developing 14 or so days you're developing yeah. symptoms who to go and seek attention from how to present there's, there's lots of information so, so with this particular strand of mm -hmm. coronavirus you're saying the mortality rate is really low i, I think the, 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 the problem is that i don't know how many people are infected yeah so i read to, so somewhere to, <clears throat> I read somewhere it could be as much as a hundred thousand. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, so uh, what my 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 suspicion is that there's probably larger numbers, but because yeah. we're only because the media is highlighting the cases that have died, you know, mm. in, it, it, people are losing all sense of proportion. I mean, it's it's the same thing with with seeing anything in medicine which is biased. So, for instance, uh, uh, you know, as 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 somebody who deals with infections all the time, I see 
all the infections of pregnancy and 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 you know the, the horrible yeah. things that they can lead to so i remember when, when my wife was expecting with our children i was terrified until 20 weeks because mm. the bias of my brain which just sees all the problems you know felt like something horrible was going to happen even though you know if if you think about it logically the overwhelming majority of pregnancies yeah. are completely normal but as soon as you put that it's false into, vividness yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah it's 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 like it's almost yeah. like an information bias isn't yeah. it so you're 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 perceiving something which isn't the case because of the exposure um and you're 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 creating a response on the basis part of, of it is the need for the news to show something yeah absolutely <laughs> like i mean newsrooms up and down the country people are like Editors are probably like, why aren't you publishing something about this? You know, we need live updates. We need rolling banners and 24-hour kind of wall-to-wall coverage. Absolutely. And, and, and it, it is the job of the media, as we've seen from the recent general yeah. election, to embellish everything that they do. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, make, I make no bones about sort of, you know, attacking the media for that, for that at all. And I mean, Mahmoud told me before this episode, he said, Imran Khrush is coming and I want you to watch this Netflix series, right? <laughs> about some pandemic. And it scared the <laughs> out of me. Yeah, if you watch movies spot, like pardon, pardon if, yeah, if you watch movies like Outbreak and stuff yeah. like that, you, they, they're pretty scary. But I mean, if this is billed as a you know some kind of documentary kind of series, so right. I thought you know it's not going to have the same Hollywood kind of uh, embellishment and no fucking zombies or anything like that. But but it felt like it did. I was scared. I mean, <laughs> I was watching it, walking to the state, luckily watching it on my phone as yeah. coming this morning and didn't yeah. kind of get run over. Alhamdulillah, or walking no. to any lampposts, but. But, scary but stuff, you see, man. at the same time, I'm not advocating that people should get on the next flight to China and, and say, yeah. I'm here for a holiday. You know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting not that. Not solidarity or anything? Uh, no, no, I think, I think probably not. <laughs> um, but I think that the point is that, you know, uh, again, let's, let's put it in proportion. The number of people mm. who have been infected with the virus are probably in the hundreds of thousands, possibly. Yeah. Okay. But what this, what this yeah. thing was about, though, sorry yeah. to cut you off, yes. um, is that they were looking at, you know, historically, yeah. right, human beings have had large kind of um, plagues yeah. and flu kind of pandemics yeah. and epidemics. What's the difference, by the way, um, pandemic and epidemic? It's the scale okay. of, the, of, the, of the outbreak. So some kind yeah. of huge outbreak, you know, causing yeah. millions and millions of deaths. So one was the, the, re- the most recent one they said was uh, um, 1918, some influenza outbreak that okay, killed yeah. more than... Fifty to hundred million people. They said in the program they said it was more than World War Two and World War One combined. Right. So, um, and that was with you know a fraction of the number of people traveling between countries as we have today. You know, there was no yeah. commercial commercial airlines then. Yeah. I think I think that again, you know, to, to think about. I mean, firstly, uh, you are, have to you, pretty you, much. You, are we due? Are we? Are, are, we, are, are we do a, a, like a global a, a global yeah. cleansing? No, I, I think the point is that you have to remember that viruses can be spread by animal vectors as well. Yeah. Okay, exposure to various animals and animal vectors can 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 mm. uh, increase the exposure of people to the virus, for instance. Um, so you know, even things like I mean, think about even in more recent memory things like the Ebola outbreak. Yeah. You know, and, and the problems that were happening there as well, and and how it was Ebola was like a skin to skin, right? Or I mean, person uh, to person. You can't, it's not respiratory. It's not airborne or something. Yeah, you, you know, you can catch it through to, oh. through a respiratory uh, way, but mm. yeah, but yeah, it's generally in contact with with, with body fluids. Really, yeah. it's body fluids that that are the the, the main source. Um, that's not the original vector of the virus, yeah. of course, but that it can be transmitted from from bodily fluids. But again, it's it's a matter of how you contain mm. things. In 1918, we did not have the facilities to contain infections, or or we, we didn't have techniques to 
test people where we could determine they had an infection. Mm. So let's take the Wuhan coronavirus as an example. So if if there is somebody who we feel may have it, we can isolate them with appropriate respiratory precautions. We can do a blood test with them, which which mm. which looks at the genome of, of 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 the virus that may be there. Does it match the one in China? So we can determine yeah. through a PCR method if if they have it. So there are you know investigation, isolation, you know, and public health awareness are really great tools that we have now to our advantage that we never had before, yeah. and and that really helps to limit. The, the spread of these type of... But on um, the other hand, yeah. we've got far more um, mixing and far greater kind of distances people travel yeah. across, yeah. which kind of um, go the other way, right? I mean, I mean, look at, uh, for example, they mentioned, uh, what was the name of the virus in 2009 that they called swine flu? Oh, right, yeah. HN, H1N1. H1N1. Yeah. Um, that they said in the program, that they said that infected 2 billion people. And they said it was people are infected. It was only it was only kind of a matter of luck that it wasn't that dangerous or it wasn't that kind people of people uh, are still harmful. infected with H one N one. You know, again, and, and it really depends. I mean, again, you know, we're not we're not caveating the discussion yeah. with the fact that you know what you know is the patient a really poor diabetic? Have they got an underlying mm. lung pathology? Is their immune system weak? Are they a patient on chemotherapy? You know, have they? You know, there, there's so many nuances mm. to this discussion and to you know the context at the moment for the general population population is this thing is killing people and we should be terrified you know yeah. this thing is killing people like all viruses kill people you know people who enter our hospitals in the UK if they get a significant mm -hmm. enough infection from a normal respiratory I mean we have patients in ITU in the intensive care unit and the cause of their infection is a rhinovirus which is the common cold but these people are dying because yeah. of their underlying conditions which are preventing them from responding <clears throat> in a way which will which will cure them so even the simplest virus can kill you weak immune system yeah and stuff. i mean there are there are there are many factors and yeah. a weak immune system is, is certainly one of them um, um so so again i'm trying to bring some perspective to this discussion <laughs> where everybody's like oh my god so this be thing afraid is of everything rhinovirus could kill you yeah yeah exactly rhinovirus could kill it's you people intensive care just for common cold you know well exactly salam guys sorry to butt in hey but if you're enjoying this podcast please head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to help us make more and if you're not enjoying it head over anyway and help us make better ones and, but again, those people are alcoholics. They're you know, um, mm. you know, people who have or diabetics. You know, people with underlying lung pathologies, chronic smokers. Yeah. You know, it, it, there is a reason these people get really sick. Asthmatics can 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 get really mm. sick as well. So again, you know, you know, just to say, you know, a hundred people died. You know, there's no context to that at all. There's no mm. context in the total number of people who are infected. Nor is there context in terms of who are these people? What is actually wrong with them? What is their pre-morbid state? Just but to the, say that they know, died. The, is, the, is, the is, thing that they reported today yeah. was. Um, Someone in Germany being yes, uh, a person-to-person -person transmission, a first-person-person yes. transmission yes. in yeah. Europe. But the, the what they were saying was mm. the worrying thing is mm. um, the lady who transmitted it to someone else. Yeah. she didn't have symptoms herself. Yeah, so and the, 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 yeah, you know. the, the, and some viruses do have an asymptomatic, mm. what, an asymptomatic, asymptomatic. phase. So if you take chickenpox, for instance, okay, so mm. chickenpox has a you're infectious 48 hours before you get a rash, for instance. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't really happen in adults as much. It happens much more in children. But actually, when the rash appears, you've been you've been infectious for 48 hours before yeah. that. So potentially infecting other people at that point. Mm. So it's it's not 
it's not a, a singular you know event with yeah. with this this coronavirus the Wuhan one it it happens with other viruses as well uh, and and yet i can see why people are you know my wife was like oh my god it's you can't even tell that you've got it and i was like yeah it's just <laughs> steady on you know because actually that happens with with other things as well so you told your wife that i did yeah i said you know I, and i spiked yeah. that kind of gives you more um credence when it comes to the uh, is he making medical taqiyya <laughs> <laughs> if you tell your wife, like, tell quickly my, get in the like, bunker. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Tell else, Nothing to worry about. Yeah, no yeah, no yeah, panicking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, see, Make sure you have three gas, months' gas supply mask, of water. Gas mask monk, yeah. <laughs> yeah gas okay. mask monk, of course, of course. Yeah, no. uh, don't yeah. look at my Amazon order list, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't look at that. Yeah. I think Mahmoud yeah. bought everything that <laughs> yeah. he would have. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some of these things home with me. The biohazard sticker definitely. Will that yeah, even help you, by the way, this thing? It looks like it's from World War One or something. I think it probably is from, sorry, probably is from World War One. yeah. No, and we have very effective sort of respiratory masks that we use. If you think about it this way, I mean, TB is not a virus; it's a bacterium. Okay, okay. but if you could, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> but if you can fly it from, let's just say, any TB endemic country, let's just say Pakistan, because we're yeah. both from there. Okay, so if, if there is somebody with TB who's coughing on the flight, okay, you need eight hours cumulative exposure to somebody to contract TB. Okay, really? Yeah. So, so uh, the, flight the flight from the PIA flight, from flight is seven and a half hours. Seven and a so half hours. Right. You, you might just be all right, but actually, <laughs> you are you are at increased risk. So sometimes we do yeah. have to, depending on where they've come from. Public health England have to do mm. some sort of screening for some people as well. And now I'm not saying to everybody that you should start worrying about getting on a flight from Pakistan. I've I travelled every year and I don't yeah. worry about such things. But you know what but I'm saying should. is, uh, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> maybe I should just be paranoid and just live my life in fear. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I think you know what. what if Are you, you a if hypochondriac? You, I'm certainly. Uh, am I hypochondriac? <laughs> I, I think I am when it comes to these things. Too chilled out. Uh, no, it's, I, I I think that when you when you know the actual mechanisms for how these things infect people and how mm. common they are and and what the reality of the situation is, it gives you great perspective. And this is where that you know and you know. Okay. It's this kind is of the, weird that your perspective is like yeah, it could kill you, but <laughs> millions of things. Yeah, but that's kill you. that's. Yeah, that's like diabetes can kill you, cancer can kill you, you know, heart disease can kill you. What are you going to do? You know, enjoy your life. No, I'm not saying that either. I'm certainly not saying that people. Um, and and now my proactive messaging: okay, don't get diabetes, don't eat red don't meat, smoke, don't kids. smoke, don't eat red meat. Uh, yeah, don't eat red whoa, meat. Whoa, whoa. I didn't sign up to this. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought I thought no I'm not vegan okay. but I thought I just pushed out there for all our for all our brothers and sisters who so are celebrating veganuary. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. yeah. Speaking of veganuary yeah. I went on a veganuary thing of everything I ate. Yeah. Uh any meat products were strictly plant-based diets only. Oh really? So I only ate <laughs> things that had an exclusively plant-based diet. So you diet. mean you mean burgers made from soya or something like that? No, made from animals that had a plant-based diet strictly. <laughs> So okay, well, as opposed no to animals, animals eating other animals. Yeah, that's no like, predators, you know, I, no yeah, carnivores. I think, I think that's a very sensible that. thing to do. Yeah, I think, yeah, 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 generally. <laughs> I don't, I've tried. I mean, I don't know what they're feeding chickens in these uh, in these farms. Uh, by the way, yes. like when I was watching this program, um, yeah. and they were talking about you know some of these, they're kind of uh, really uh, infectious. Mm. They call them special pathogens. Special pathogens. Was it just an American? There are, no, no. There are there are some pathogens which are more infectious than others. Yeah. Definitely. So they were saying, you know, by there's no strict definition, but characteristics, you know, extra infectious, cause panic. That was one of the things. Right. Um, and high mortality I mean, rate. See, see, you have to think you, again. Put this into some perspective, okay? Like, take a virus like norovirus, which most people would yeah. have heard of, because when you phone the hospital, it says if you've got symptoms of norovirus, do not come into the hospital, okay? Norovirus, you actually need. Is that where the the phrase "blinking Nora" comes from? Blinking. <laughs> 
I've not heard that oh, phrase okay. before. No, ask, can someone Google that, please? Yeah, yeah, just in case this isn't, you know, the yeah. time, this, this isn't <laughs> but, um, you know, you only need exposure to 10 particles of norovirus to be infected, but it's, it's highly infectious. Yeah. But actually what happens is you get a horrible vomiting and diarrheal illness, which will disappear on its own. Okay. So again, context is important. When you say something is highly infectious, it can be, but actually for the vast majority of people, they get diarrhea and vomiting, which is not pleasant. I'm not saying it's pleasant, nor am I yeah. advocating. It's not life-threatening basically. No, in the, in the normal person with a normal yeah. immune system, who's otherwise quite healthy, it, mm. you know, you'll, you'll recover from it. But the thing they were saying with, with these special pathogens yes. is that they one of the reasons why they um, that our bodies don't uh, fight them off that well is because they 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 originated in animals and stuff right and i was thinking maybe this is like the animals getting back at us for, <laughs> for eating them <laughs> no for i mean some of these farms that they were showing like were really kind of oppressive conditions oh for, i see from you know, like battery farming and, and battery stuff farming, like that kind of really you know not pumped back back uh, with the antibiotics and all that kind of rubbish and, um, it is, i mean i think that's, I mean, that's, not that's like a great conspiracy those... theory i love that conspiracy yeah. theory this <laughs> is just, this is this like, is the uh, animals fighting yeah. back against their own oppression <laughs> it's just yeah. you know qadar isn't it i mean if you if you if you wrong as a species it's quite embarrassing yeah. for us right absolutely that, this is you know this is why you shouldn't eat meat but what if i become i mean in my defense yeah i yeah. really do like supporting you know all the organic halal things i'm going to like willowbrook farm take my kids there and that's okay, one near me but it's like 18 pounds of chicken man so <laughs> that's uh man's got to be pragmatic yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've got principles and stuff but yeah you know, yeah. I can't resist the Colonel's uh, secret blend of uh, eleven <laughs> herbs and spices. But but, uh, but actually, an, an important point I think that I think we do need to touch on that people mm. should be panicking about. Okay, and it's not being killed by Wuhan coronavirus. Okay, is people's usage of norovirus? No, no, not okay. even norovirus. It's people's usage of antibiotics. <laughs> and, and now that I have okay. a, a a a fairly decent platform by which to <laughs> <laughs> proselytize my message. Okay, I'm I'm going to go for it. So. Um, so one of you my are anti antibiotics. Anti -antibiotics. Absolutely. I mean, even with my own kids, the if they're anti's cancel out. You're just biotic. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's good. I like that double. Oh, okay. yeah, there you go. You got it in. Um, that's the favorite microbiology joke of 2020. So far. I, I will try it with my colleagues tomorrow and see if they if they <laughs> giggle. Um, but <coughs> one of the one of my roles um, within my job is to actually look at the resistance patterns of mm. of of the general population and the bacteria that we culture. I've heard about it. And uh, in fact, I was doing this, it was, I do this activity annually and I was doing it today. And what I found was that the that some of the inf the resistant bugs are increasing. Okay, so the, resist the resistance mm. overall is increasing. And the reason for that is that, well, there's, well, there's multiple reasons. Bacteria are fighting back. Bacteria are fighting back because we yeah. oppressed them in some yeah. previous lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, the, the, the point is that people go to their GP when their kids are unwell and scream, you know, I want antibiotics yeah. because that's what's going yeah. to save my child, you know? <clears throat> uh, or even me, for that for that matter. Mm. <clears throat> I, I sit on my kids and myself for about two weeks, okay, before I even go near an antibiotic. I mean, I will, you know, f I mean, there's very few times that I've given either of my two kids antibiotics in wow. their relatively short spaces of time that they've been alive. But um, it's because the vast majority of illnesses are virus. They're the more contagious. Um, they're the ones that mm. you know you'll, you'll visit your. Your family and there'll be some kid with a snotty nose and you'll touch them and you'll pet them and, and all of a sudden you've got it your kids got it and it's all over the place you know and yeah. that's and those things will resolve on their own if we mm. start giving antibiotics to people who don't have a bacterial infection because antibiotics only treat bacteria they don't treat viruses i knew that 
what we're doing absolutely i'm sure you know you're a doctor for the love you know so of course you knew that so um not a medical doctor though. no no i know yeah. i know but but as my as my not younger sibling doctor. as my exactly as my younger sibling keeps telling me the real doctors are the phd doctors yeah. and not the medical ones yeah anyway but you've got a doctorate right don't you have me? to have one if you no oh no fortunately Awkward. i don't i can i can claim to be a proper doctor <laughs> a medical one but but usage of antibiotics when you yeah. don't need them all it does is it, it increases resistance and actually mm. wipes out the good the good bacteria in your gut which are there to protect it yeah okay so so using antibiotics willy-nilly and when you think that you know better than the gp who's seeing you and telling you actually this is a viral sometimes the gp is just prescribe it willy-nilly don't they well i mean i'm, I'm not going to comment on the individual pra- yeah. pra- you know prescribing practices of my you mm. know colleagues in general practice but you know i know certainly first yeah, loyalty and stuff it's it's I can it's, respect it's, that. it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is when my yeah, so well, no, yeah, exactly well, but absolutely. But no, no, I'm I'm not saying that there may be some people who may have that practice. But I certainly know from my yeah. colleagues in general practice in, in in the area that I work that you know uh, they they do resist quite hard. In fact, one of my colleagues was the other day. He was telling me about a, a mother who came with her children, and she literally refused to leave the surgery until he gave her a prescription for antibiotics and he said very categorically that your child has got viral infection it's not bacterial please you don't need antibiotics but this mentality in this culture especially because you know ultimately we're pakistani what happens you go to pakistan somebody yeah. gets a sniffle oh my god you didn't take antibiotics on it yeah, yeah but you didn't need them you know uh, but that men- that mentality seems to exist in our in our populations even more so i think one thing that i really would implore people you know if you're going to do something today is Instead of worrying about you dying look at from, the camera and, and give oh, an impassioned yes, plea to the absolutely. Instead to of the worrying people. about being killed by the Wuhan coronavirus, please think about your antibiotic usage. Okay, so trust your clinicians. If they're telling you that it's a viral infection, go with it. I'm not saying that you Just can't panic, become, but panic right. about uh, yeah, antibiotic panic, pa- resistance. Panic. Because no, I'll be honest. So now, you need to buy a bunker. Yes. Uh, go B and Q. Get some shovels. Hopefully underground. <laughs> And uh, stock it with antibiotics. But, but you know that we have organisms now that we can't treat. There is not a single antibiotic yeah. in existence. I mean, called worse. That can <laughs> that can treat them. So this is a real mm. this is a real issue, you know. Mm. And uh, it is something that we should be more conscious of because the more this becomes prevalent, the harder it's going to be. A medic once patients. told me though that um, even for a viral infection, yes, um, prescribing antibiotics allows the immune system to focus on the virus part rather than the the bacterial whatever i don't know i was like that sounds a bit weird to me bro that almost sounds like black magic to me yeah. something like that sounds, sounds, <laughs> kala jadu. Hey, kala jadu. Kala sounds, <laughs> that sounds uh, that yeah. sounds a uh, questionable yeah. practice to me so how do you know if it's if you should go to the doctor or not because one someone was yeah. talking about the just different cultures as well of yeah. of uh, medical practice so mm-hmm. my brother mahmoud was saying that um you know, he found with with American brothers yeah. and even doctors and healthcare kind of professionals there, they They're have a tendencies to, to right. That's because prescribe, they have, prescribe, prescribe. That's because they've got a private healthcare system, yeah. and over investigating, over treating, you know, brings in the yeah. peas basically. So, so even for medics, they yeah, don't you even have that no, kind of camaraderie. No, no, so, so, no, no, we don't. So, so, so you, <laughs> we work for what the NHS. We work for the best healthcare system in the world, my friend. Okay, don't it's going to be privatized soon, though. Right? Uh, uh, well, 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 we'll see. Part of it already we'll has. Part of it already well, has. It. But uh, I think you know. We, in fact, we were just having this discussion some of us the other day, and we were talking about like there was a plan from a, from an American you know specialist about 
treating something and they yeah. said, oh, we, oh yeah, we were talking uh, about urine tract infections and how you'd investigate them when they mm. got to a certain point. And the American Association said that we would advise doing this investigation. We unanimously agreed that this was not a sensible investigation to do at this point. Rather, it was something which was probably more, you know, linked to the fact that it brings in some, and not to say yeah. that the investigation was completely futile, but it was an over investigation, which wasn't necessary at that particular point of the diagnosis. Mm. So, so I, I think the practices do vary. You're right, depending geographically where you're from. So doctors in the UK, doctors in Europe, doctors in you know US doctors yeah. from Pakistan, India. I mean, everybody will have slightly different practices, and there are but different guidances. For our them. boys are the best, of course. <laughs> British, British <laughs> listeners. Of okay, course. okay, I, I can buy that because I'm from here. Yeah, well, there you go, exactly. But you know, uh, there's well off for, for, yeah. for yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense, you know. I mean, if there's a culture where mm. people mm. are encouraged to prescribe things because they, you know, drug companies are making a profit out of it. Isn't that happening mm. in the UK as well? It's just that we're not the the, the end consumer, the yeah. patient isn't paying for it, but someone is. You're right, uh, uh, but but the, you know, lots of our treatment is is guided through through the through a, a central body called NICE, so especially yeah. medications which are for and with a name like that, they can't be terrible people. They can can't they? be. <laughs> they this do, do 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 your drum yeah. thing, go on, go on. That deserves it. There you go. Do your drum thing. <laughs> but uh, I think. You know, we, we have regulatory bodies, and that's not to say that other countries don't, but yeah. ours are very, very specific, especially when it comes to high-cost medications. What is the what is the, the yeah. cost-benefit? You know, are we going to be achieving what we need to be achieving yeah. if we if we sanction the use of these medications? I mean, it's got to be done. I mean, it's not a very nice conversation, but it has to be had by some people, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. Is it worth saving this person's life? I, I, <laughs> it's going to cost I, too much I, I think those ethical questions are... <laughs> Important. I mean, it's not to say that we, you know, and 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 you'll know the, you know, obviously that recently the case about ventilating that young girl who mm. was taken over. I can't forget. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Begum? Is that Tafida. her name? Is that her name? I can't remember. Tafida Raqib. Yeah. I've forgotten her name, but but yeah. you, you know, you know, to the fact that she then obviously went to Italy and then had mm. her had her ventilation supported, and now she's off the ventilator. I mean, you know, these, you know, everybody makes a risk. Assessment yeah. within their own practice. So I'm not criticizing one group of people, nor am I, you know, praising the other one. You know, everybody makes a decision on what they feel is the best yeah. point at that, you know, at that time. And people, you know, it's not to say that we're infallible. Of course, we're not. You know, we mm. we can make mistakes. We can be incorrect. But what we try to do, especially in difficult circumstances, is to try to come to a general consensus among multiple people. Yeah. So, you know, if I have a really difficult case, I often go and talk to my colleagues about it and say, "What do you think? You know, is this reasonable? What I'm doing? You know, just because we're consultants doesn't mean that we're." you know, we're infallible, that we can't make mistakes, yeah. we can. And, you know, every week, for instance, my colleagues and I, we sit down, we talk about what we consider to be difficult cases that we're dealing mm. with, so we get other people's opinions and see, what do you think? Are we, yeah. you know, are we doing the right thing or could we manage it slightly differently? And, we, you know, everybody always mm. has an opinion and we collate those opinions and come forward with the best. Assalamualaikum guys, me again, reminding you to head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to keep the lights on on Islam21c. We pride ourselves on being independent and being funded by the grassroots community. Do you think the NHS is ready though for, if there is some kind of la Allah big outbreak? Yes. I mean, it feels like it's stretched to the, you know, public services are stretched, including the NHS, Tory kind of austerity. austerity. You're I, like love a, fact, I love the fact you got Tory austerity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have yeah. to say that at least once every, <laughs> yeah. every, uh, no, every episode. I, I, I genuinely appreciate it. <laughs> but I mean, are we prepared for, you know, because, you know, in the films, obviously yeah. Hollywood and yeah. kind of, uh, you know, even news documentary type things. Yeah. They show like people who are, whose job it is, mm. in, like, you know, 
um, had of preparedness for infection yeah. events or something. Yeah, so it's, 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 like it's part of the pub- public health's remit yeah. to, uh, to 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 make us ready for those eventualities. And certainly from the documentation that I've read, and again, I don't read documentation every vi- yeah. virus or, or bacteria from public health England, but certainly I've been obviously Stuff, reading about. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what we'll kind cut of, that bit out. What kind? Of, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Can you just cut that bit yeah. out? Yeah, I'll keep your but, job. But, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but certainly, you know, I've been obviously reading what public health England have put out about only the rock star viruses. Oh, so of course, only the rock star <laughs> viruses. Cool only, only the cool ones. Yeah. I come and, from animals. <laughs> come from animals. And certainly the from the 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 mechanisms that they have in place to deal with it seem yeah. brilliant. You know, I mean, it sounds like the the like know, what? The, give us some hope here, bro. I mean, you know, so, so, so knowing so knowing, uh, for instance, that a fight is coming from a particular country yeah. to, to you know that if there's somebody who develops Just divert symptoms, it to France. Know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could divert it anywhere actually. <laughs> to, okay. Uh, okay. Um, but to to know in advance in transit if there's somebody who's unwell to yeah. you know. To have, I mean, there are designated staff who would attend, like a port doctor, a specialist, mm. you know, other people. They would take samples. They, you know, they, even to the point that they've, it's mapped out. They would go to a separate runway. You know, wow, yeah, it? yeah. There's lots, there's lots of detail, which mm. I think is obviously public health England, uh, you know, have have, mm. have have responded in a really, really good way to it. And I think, it, I, you know, from all. From all objective parameters, it seems that they are prepared. But unless mm. an outbreak actually occurs, you don't actually know if you're fully prepared because you but don't know. But don't they do like dry runs and like drills and stuff? They, yeah, certainly we do. And I remember yeah. when the Ebola um, outbreak happened, we had dry runs in our hospital. So we thought, okay, if if a patient comes who's query Ebola, what are we going to do? So they would gown up, talk about how they would transfer the patient. Um, you know, what, how would the samples yeah. be couriered from one place to the other? What box would they have to be? You know, all of this stuff gets discussed. It's important to see what kind of preparedness kind of their um, public bodies are, you know, practicing with. Not like, yeah. this is how we dig mass graves <laughs> and keep everyone, <laughs> big massive incinerators yeah, and I burn everyone to ashes. Unfortunately, I've not read any documentation yeah. on that part yet, but uh, who knows? Yeah. But but yeah, again, I think... I mean, that's what the kind of stuff they had to do in like 100 years ago, right? So um, in 1918, the, like people just... Of course, people in mass graves and of stuff. Of course, and, and they these to sort of, you know, burn bodies and, and yeah. to, to try to limit the spread of crazy, man. But, uh, really scary. Yeah. But but, uh, but I don't think England's big enough for mass graves. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's all those bloody foreigners yeah. coming over here yeah, taking well, no, over Brexit, our mass. Brexit may actually help this problem. Yeah. We may have more land to to, have mass, you know, to kill ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think the short answer is that you know it, it seems that mm. we're well prepared. But unless an outbreak happens, you never really know. Yeah. yeah. But like people are always saying, it's it's a matter of luck slash divine you know mercy that. Um, that we haven't had a serious pandemic, right, or epidemic globally, because absolutely historically, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I know historically those are the things that kind of stand out. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. Know, people write in history books that you know, million millions of people died because of this this uh, plague or whatever, bubonic or Spanish influenza or whatever. But, historically, I mean. But I think I think what you have to do is you have to remember now that because of the way technology has changed, mm. our information is much better on our responses. And it was really yeah. interesting. There was a, and I can't remember the name of the young lady who I went to a, a conference and she was presenting her work on the use of social media to predict um, epidemics mm. and pandemics. So she said that when the, wow. when the uh, I can't remember which outbreak she was talking about, not, it was a foreign outbreak, but she said it was you could have predicted it three days before the onset because really? of the way it was the symptoms were trending on Twitter and that oh. was her PhD um, that she did it on I thought it was fascinating algorithmic 
vaccination. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it. You can. You, she said you could. You could have predicted that mm. it was going to happen just from the way it was trending on Twitter, or the way that people were talking about the symptoms on Twitter, which was fascinating. I thought that you know, you 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 know, even before we tested yeah. people and we you know the WHO declared, you know, pandemic, you could have. Yeah, you know, you really could have seen it coming. Information out there, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you know, if you go back to 1918, we did not have Twitter or Facebook yeah. or all the various forms exactly. of nonsense social media. I'm always, that we have I'm now. always cussing social media, but that's something good that you've done. <laughs> Very well done. See, yeah, social media can be a friend. hashtag. You know, itchy <laughs> rash and cough. <laughs> itchy uh, one one, uh, one brother, you know, he yeah. uh, that I know, he mm. quite well. He's uh, he works in a company that works on using some of this. Uh, algorithmic data and, right. and, and and looking at trends and Cambridge Analytica. For, <laughs> <laughs> for he does it for a uh, for a commercial purpose of so like right. advertising and stuff sure. at the dark side. But he was telling me about a story where a man was um, you know stormed into Boots with his twelve year old girl, right. and he was so furious. He's like, "Why are you sending my daughter, um, you know, pregnant care and childcare vouchers and stuff in the post?" Right. And they were like, sorry, it must have been some mistake. We don't know. Um, sorry, it won't happen again. And a few weeks later, she found out she was pregnant. No. So the algorithms for, you know, all those That's advertisements. Crazy. <laughs> they knew from her search history, from yeah. every, all that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. machine learning and stuff. Right. That she had a high likelihood of being pregnant herself right. because of the stuff she's she visiting and looking at. And she's probably, you know, yeah. Googling, you know, yeah. what does it mean if I'm puking in the morning or whatever. Yeah. It correlates all these things yeah, together. Absolutely. So it's very valuable is, yeah. information somebody has out there. Yeah. Obviously, it's been... Um, Kind of hijacked. <laughs> so, what, uh, so we're agreed that we can, yeah. we can, uh, you know, we can uh, ban things like Snapchat and Instagram, but we can keep Twitter. <laughs> yeah, quit Twitter. Yeah, you're right, mate. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and Google. 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 Some of um, as long as they pay their taxes, I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> as long as they start paying their taxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of, um, so you're talking about uh, antibiotics. You're really yes. kind of anti-antibiotics, but. Um, I'm assuming you're not anti-vaccination and stuff. No. That's a kind of whole different kettle of fish. Certainly Some not people an anti-vaccination might, at um, all. Maybe get the wrong end of the stick here. Because, yeah. And I've heard a lot of stories about, you know, and there's movements, you know, against the anti-vaxxers, um, yeah. anti-vaxxers and stuff. Yeah. And part of me thinks, what the hell are you doing? You're putting everyone at risk here, yeah? even Absolutely. your own children, other people's yeah. children. And another part of me thinks... Yeah, fight the power, fight the machine, the big farm <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I'm kind of conflicted. What, what, I what's see. your position on that? In uh, terms I, of I, I, I'm, I'm a doctor that deals with infections on a regular basis, so yeah. I'm clearly in the pro-vaccination movement, um, and I get myself vaccinated. So every single vaccine yes. that NHS England recommends, do you think that taking that vaccination yeah. is better than not taking that vaccination? To be, to put it bluntly. Um. In terms of the whole, what do they call it? Overwhelmingly, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think you're asking a question where there could be one or two sort of nuances to that, yeah. which you might you may feel actually you may consider on a risk risk uh, sort of um, uh, a benefit sort of um, basis. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I think that if you're if 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 public health are advising you to take vaccinations against a particular illness, you should do it. And I get my children vaccinated against everything. Um, I mean, there are some things, obviously, that there are vaccines available, which... Our choice. 
yeah i mean ultimately all vaccines are a choice you yeah. you don't have to be vaccinated if you don't want to but i think the the outcomes of that is what we what we're seeing now so so that generation for instance that whose parents thought our child is going to develop autism mm. i'm not going to vaccinate my children those those are the same sort of young people that we're seeing with you know clinical measles mumps I, i just had a young man the other day with a mumps meningitis which is not common at all in fact, so you think these so there's data to actually show that these diseases are making a comeback absolutely yeah we've seen a massive i mean if you look at the data of public health there's been a massive spike in measles for instance and and we you know we hadn't been um we hadn't seen measles in that way for a long time we, we would declare and measles free and we, we're not anymore and you think that's because of the choice people have? absolutely but i, I, so I, I think that I, follows I think, no no but i think <laughs> do you I think people to, should still have the choice to or should they be forced <sighs> do i think people still should i i think the i think it's it's it, this is an interesting ethical mm. question i i think the 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 part of me which wants to protect the general population i i feel choice is an important thing yeah. but there is something about protecting other people if your choice is always limited to just you that's one thing but actually the choice of vaccination is not just limited to you it affects mm. a whole raft of people mm. you know so for instance let's say that there is a parent okay and they have a child who is immunocompromised for some reason okay and they have chosen not to vaccinate their children against chickenpox not chickenpox sorry measles mumps rubella mm-hmm. one of the the infections that we can vaccinate against and the the child that is well okay catches measles from somebody okay and then their child who's got a poor immune system is at home it could potentially kill them yeah. you know i mean that's that's what we're talking about so even though you think it's a personal choice it's not necessarily a personal choice you are making a choice not just for yourself but for 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 everybody else around you and it's the same thing in hospitals as 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 healthcare professionals we should all be vaccinated against influenza not because it will save our life because potentially will save yeah. the life of one of our patients yeah. so there is an ethical consideration around that now i do want to touch upon this point because i'm not suggesting that if somebody receives a vaccination they could not potentially be an adverse effect to it okay it is a let's consider it a medication like any other medication okay if you put an Side exogenous su- yeah if you put an exogenous substance inside of your body there is a potential that you will have a reaction exogenous meaning you know from like it's not internal to I know, you so, yeah, i know i'm sorry the dumb people <laughs> um i mean like for instance my son he just had scarlet fever okay so he he received um our own dr salim my son prescribed him okay, some antibiotics sure. um and he had he's Did had you tell him not to take them uh, no i didn't I t- <laughs> no i didn't know he had scarlet fever he needed to take them but he had um he's had quite florid di- scarlet fever is it quite serious Mm-mm. i need to know how many jokes i can make about this <laughs> it's like Poten- uh, potentially can be potentially can yeah? be potentially can okay. be but but uh, no but, <laughs> but the point is that he's had quite terrible diarrhea with it and yeah. it's a side effect okay he needs the antibiotic he's having a side effect okay he'll he'll live I'm with sure it I'm sure he'll um, appreciate you mentioning that in front of everyone <laughs> he's sick it's okay embarrassing <laughs> dad <laughs> it happens to lots of people yeah. get side effects with antibiotics but um i think that the point is that because it people, affects your gut biome right absolutely yeah. antibiotics can affect your gut yeah. biome absolutely yeah, let's see yeah. they don't pull you doctor not nothing. just a pretty face <laughs> <laughs> um, so i think you know the the point is that and any drug can have a side effect mm. okay and there are people who may suffer adverse you know at outcomes because of having had a vaccination i'm, I'm yeah. not suggesting there won't be but for people to jump on that and say i know that my friend's son or my friend's daughter or my friend's child had this side effect so i'm not going to vaccinate my children that's yeah. just like saying you know his son had 
an allergic reaction to penicillin, so I'm not going to give my child penicillin for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. that, that's it's it's sort of equatable in the same mm. way. And because there was now that fully discredited sort of piece by Andrew Wakefield about MR vaccination, people sort of jumped on that as well. But that's and partly the media is to blame as well. Oh, of course, mm. you know, the, the media doesn't the media doesn't mm. caveat anything, doesn't nuance it. It just mm. presents Looking information for the next and, story, you know, sell papers yeah, or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Okay, but I mean, someone might say, what about? If it's my kids, yeah, you know, I'm gonna give them, you know, lemon tea and haldi, or whatever. I'm gonna boost their immune system using, you know, traditional means. Um, if it's my kid, it's my choice. I'm not harming anyone else's kids that way. I think the word is ahlan. You know, you can you can do yeah. whatever you like. You know, there is, you know, there's there's no compulsion like Rav Din, not in the dunya in that sense. You know, nobody can like force you. Huh? Oh, exactly like Rabbi yeah. Dib. So there's, you know, nobody can force you or your child to, to give them a vaccination. But if, even if you think about it from, from even from a religious point of view, mm-hmm. okay, the protection of many people from something which, in in the overwhelming majority of cases, is going to have absolutely no effect on you at all. Yeah. You have to think about that. You know that that you will be saving somebody's life or potentially protecting other people. But her, if those her, her, other her people, is, yes. Um, if they're vaccinated, the argument goes then because of the herd immunity. But they, if someone else is vaccinated, yeah. Yeah. then you're not. Absolutely, but if everybody takes that approach, then people just stop vaccinating in, in mm. total. So you'll you'll lose your herd immunity that way. At, at What's one herd point. immunity? Can you so herd immunity is basically when enough enough of a population is vaccinated against a particular illness that it, it provides protection to others by virtue of the fact that they're not getting the disease themselves. So you're okay. providing sort of mass sort of protection. But obviously now that we've had this whole group of people who were mm. anti-MMR, you know, now you're seeing, now we've lost our measles-free status as a, as a, as a, as a, as a well, you, you, mm. you tut, but it's, it's a big thing, yeah. you know. Um, that's and, a sincere tut, uh, Was it a sincere tut? I, yeah. I wasn't sure. I had that's to quite embarrassing. I had to, as, <laughs> I had to, a, as a nation. Then, as a nation, know. actually. That we lost our measles-free yeah. status. So I think, you know, and, and now what's happening is those people, you know, are potentially infecting other people. So so now what we have is it's a situation where if somebody walks into an ED department with a rash, we have to isolate them from point zero because yeah. of the potential for infecting other people who may be sitting in the waiting room mm-hmm. who may be immunocompromised or diabetic or something like that. I mean, it, 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 it has to more, that takes up more resources absolutely. and stretches. Than absolutely. Then, then we have to test them, you know, you know, outside of the normal testing parameters. Mm. We have to isolate them. It takes up a side room where actually they may not have these issues at all. So, so, so this is, so are they, are all vaccinations the same then? You know, when you, when I, I mean, remember I, my kids, you have a little red book yeah. and then it tells you this week, get this vaccination or whatever. Mm. Are those vaccinations all, would you say, compulsory in your opinion? I would, I they... consider all vaccinations compulsory and I'm not going to, I, I don't think I would, I would suggest mm. one is less compulsory than the other. I think that's, that's, that's the wrong way to look at it. You know? So how, do you know how many there are that kid, people should have? Oh, so, I mean, I don't know if I've had. Off the top of my head, I mean. I, how I, do you I know, know if you've had all the vaccination at your age yeah. oh, I mean, the one one day the one way that you could do it is to, to have a blood test which tests yeah. whether you've got antibodies to that um to to that infection so we you know we can do that is it like a general one people can have no it's not a general one people have i mean the, you have to and you have to if you feel particularly worried whether you've got immunity to that or not firstly yeah. this i mean people of your age because i i have a record so you should have a record because you're younger than okay. i am um, and if you don't, it's all on um, on the system, right? It should be on your GP. No, no, it should be on your GP records. badges or anything. No, 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 it should be on your GP records because mine are in my yeah. GP records, for instance. But but if I wasn't sure, I could, if I was really keen to find mm. out, I could have a blood test which would tell me whether okay. I've got immunity or not. So 
So you're pretty strong on the whole get oh, vaccinated. Yes. Oh, yes. What would you say to someone who says, you know, the vaccinations might contain some pork products or gelatin or right. whatever? Okay, so this is, this is, a, this is, an, Muslim, interesting, yeah, this is an interesting discussion. And I think it, it really depends on which side of that discussion you sit on. I think if there's, an, there's, there's a viable alternative, obviously you should take the viable alternative. Uh, uh, and if there's not, you know, you know, and again, I'm not uh, a faqih, I'm not here to make any judgments or pass any judgments. You should go to an alim that you trust and you should mm-hmm. take their advice on the matter. You know, for me personally, uh, the this is an issue of, you know, maslaha. So I would advocate taking the vaccine if there was none other available, mm-hmm. because there is a great benefit. In, Surely in, like faqih uh, have gone together in councils or whatever with yes. medics and yeah. hashed this stuff out. Uh, yeah, the, mm, some yeah. people have and some people haven't. And I think there is still a great mm. diversity of opinion on this issue. Um, and uh, but again, you know, uh, just just to make a shout out to yeah. the British Islamic Medical Association. Um, they, they've, you know, they, they've been involved in looking at some of these things. They're still looking actively at some of these things um, from, from, from a wider perspective for the Muslim population, mm. which I think is important. Okay. Uh, but again, you, you'll, find, you'll find diversity within everybody. So organ donation, for instance, highly, yeah. highly disputed topic, you know, and you'll find, you know, difference of opinion on, on yeah. these issues. And that is the standard fare of, of being Muslim mm. in many ways that you'll find okay. diversity of opinion. So alongside vaccinations, yeah. what else do you recommend for people just to, you know, be safe from the, the plethora of things that you just described? Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I, I think, um, Apart you, from, know, you, you know, making all your du'as in the of course, morning and evening. Of course, morning and evening, of course, of course, <laughs> that first, yeah. of course, you know, talk about Allah firstly. Yeah. Um, but then obviously you have to tie your camels a little bit. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, it depends on your yourself, whether you whether you're a big camel tie or a small camel tie, you know. So if you're <laughs> if you're if if you want to slaughter them and eat red meat, I think that's a bad idea. If you're if you're happy not to eat meat, that's I think that's. Uh, oh, what's so bad about red meat, man? Come on. It, there's there's lots of things. I that have, don't even get me started. Yeah. What's bad about red meat? I'm not saying that you shouldn't eat red meat at all. Really? You should eat it in. Just co- once a day. <laughs> I I would say once a week. Yeah. You know, once a week probably is the most I think that people should be eating red is that meat if they're eating of... at all. What, for many, for many reasons, for you know, it's it's from a cardiovascular point of view, uh, from but not a, about kind of infectious disease. Or no, anything. not necessarily. Okay. But but you have to remember that if you if you become if you become more predisposed to certain illnesses, so people don't treat diabetes with the respect it deserves. Okay, mm. and I used to think. I remember when I became a medical student, I thought, what is the one thing that I would be really really afraid of 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 being of happening to me. Uh, and the first thing that I remember thinking is if my, if I had a stoma, you know, and I'm not going to go into the details of what stoma is, but when I learned about diabetes properly, I was like, okay, this is the one thing that I definitely would not want in my life because, you know, it can knock out your kidneys, your mm. nervous system, your eyes, you know, you can become blind mm. from it. Mean, there are so many complications and it's an immune suppressing illness. People don't understand that point that diabetes yeah. makes your immune system <clears throat> much weaker. So, you know, if you if your if your lifestyle is positioned in a way that you are making yourself more susceptible mm. to becoming diabetic, for instance, okay, you are you are causing inevitable damage to yourself mm. it's because if somebody is, I mean, there are a few people who are diagnosed with diabetes, for instance, and they're very good with their diet and they they manage themselves with that medications, mm. and, and that's that's obviously a good place to be. But but if you're if you're not conscious about your diet, okay, and I think mm. this is this would be, and you're saying what else could we think about diet, exercise? I mean. I know that people say general these things health. a lot, but general yeah. health is really important because it really helps maintain your immune system. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm clearly a father and not a mother, and I know that mothers are very protective over their children. But exposure of children to 
to the wider environment is important. If you keep your children sort of mollycoddled in a very surgical mm. way and oh I don't want them to catch this and catch that, you're actually not giving their body a chance to develop its own immune system, you know. Yeah. Especially to other children for instance, they'll they'll start developing antibodies really quickly. So, you know, if you if you kept a child in isolation in a very, very sort of surgical room with no exposure to anything, okay, yeah. if you expose them to the slightest mortis virus it could kill them. Because they're not developing their own immunity. Assalamualaikum guys, last reminder I promise, head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to help this movement get to the next level. So we have genuine, high quality media articulating Islam in the 21st century and developing confident Muslims impacting the world for the better. So, so, so do you think it's good then for, because yeah. one, one really annoying thing I find, uh, unfortunately about our own community, mm. right? Generally, I find among Muslims and um, and I think even more amongst Pakistani people yeah. is just not covering their mouths when they cough and sneeze. I find that really strange. Yeah. Like, for, I mean, me personally, when I see someone coughing, especially like in a masjid or something with yeah. crowded people, I mean, I'm about to put my nose in the floor, yeah. my friend, <laughs> coughing all of yeah. yeah. And uh, but is that does that help? Of course. You know, because you're because lots of virus, most viruses are, are not most, but lots of them are droplet yeah. mediated. So if so somebody, if because of this lack of, ba- what I would regard as basic hygiene, it is basic hygiene. Does that help boost your immune or uh, build your immune system because you're being exposed to all of this? Yeah, I think in some way mm. it does. You know, to be to be exposed to viruses is is uh, 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 now this is going to sound terribly odd, but <laughs> there is there is a there is overall a benefit in it. You yeah. know, I mean, if you think about it, vaccination is exposing somebody yeah, to small yeah, yeah. amounts of a virus to or whatever the the, mm. the the underlying microorganism is to 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 give to give your body a chance to develop antibodies to it yeah. so you know there in itself is the reason that we vaccinate yeah. people so exposure in general is, i'm not I saying mean, i'm not saying go and find somebody with measles and rub your yeah. face with theirs i'm not you know in the maori way or something touch noses or something i'm not yeah. suggesting that you do that either but what i'm suggesting is to to surgically protect people yeah. from unless they're immunocompromised, that's a completely yeah, different scenario. Yeah. But if you're not, you know, letting somebody's immune system develop naturally is really important. Otherwise, you end up in this rather precarious situation where you're you're always having to give your kids antibiotics yeah. and always worrying about why they're becoming unwell. It's because you don't expose them to the world. You let them play in the mud and yeah. I mean, out, if, if you if outdoors. if your if your wife will let you, yeah. okay, <laughs> if if the if if, yeah. if if the HQ will allow you to do, it, I think it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, I'm not saying rub their face in the mud. What yeah. I'm saying is, but just let them ex- be exposed to nature. Yeah, apparently it does. Yeah, mud mud has antibiotics in it. Well, they, they say they say it has antibiotic <laughs> properties. Okay, yeah, antibiotic properties. I mean, in immunology, when I did that as a um, back at uni, that was a mind blowing man. And even yeah. now, recently, I've seen some videos. It's been it's become much more detailed than it was back then. Absolutely, and uh, it's amazing, like mind blowing stuff. And subhanAllah, just the the way that you know our immune systems are set up just to to trigger off a cascade of different events. events that is release amazing factors that yeah. protect you. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But I still get really annoyed when I'm sitting in the mushroom and I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I actually went through some of uh, looking for some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one. And then this one, I think this is a special, special virus. Those are the ones you hear in the wudu area, isn't it? Sometimes and people are trying to clean out like, the esophagus uh, and stuff. 
Or, I yeah. really get annoyed when I just see. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think. I mean, now that you yeah. mentioned, you know, being exposed to pathogens, yeah. I kind of feel maybe maybe there's wisdom no, in well, it. But well, what, what I'm saying <laughs> is that you know you, you have to remember that at the same time it's 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 not good to to actively infect other people. <laughs> you know, that's that's the other part of it. But the problem is that people that often do it are like elders mm. and stuff, and you can't really say anything to them. Absolutely. Uh, but it's really, sometimes I get really angry on that stuff. Like, I can't I, say I, anything to you. No, no, but I know lots of young people and somebody yeah. who I know very well, you know, whenever I see them sneezing, I'm just like, why are you not covering your, yeah. why, why are you like, you, uh, why are you infecting the masses, you know? And not, mm. not because it's, it's, it's going to be harmful in a major way. It's, it's mm. just inconvenient to become unwell. You know, if you've got a viral infection, you've got snotty nose and, you know, running eyes, you just don't feel well. You recover from or if it, someone's immunocompromised, then you could have just handed could, them a death sentence. Well, yeah, you could make them very yeah. unwell. Absolutely, you could yeah. make them very unwell. So, so those are things to think about. Yeah. I mean, especially with Muslims, I think we need to be careful because, especially brothers, we come and pray together, and we go to the masjid, and and families go to Umrah and Hajj, and yeah. there's a whole melting pot of all kinds of, uh, yeah. you know, pathogens and stuff from all over the world. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that you know, I think that people need to take a slightly pragmatic approach when they're yeah. quite unwell, you know, and. You know, and I often t- say to some of my colleagues when I see them, like they, they look deathly unwell, and I say, "Why are you at work? You know, not just for yourself, but what about the patients and your yeah. colleagues? You know, I mean, you know, you're, you're sick. You're, you know, it's, it's not a good idea to be, you know, because I mm. know that people, you know, have a very good work ethic." But, here's know, here's you know. a pro tip, uh, Mahmoud, who's currently holding the camera. Say yeah. hi, Mahmoud. <laughs> he said that in Hajj, somebody yeah. gave uh, some advice that the proper way to cover your mouth uh, as a Muslim when you're sneezing and coughing and stuff. Because you know you yeah, shake hands and you give hugs and stuff. Yeah. So the better way, instead of coughing into your hand, yeah. is to do this <laughs> into your sleeve. Yeah, or into or the corner into of the your, corner of your. So make your arm crooked like that. And he said when he heard that advice, that yeah. was the one hudge he didn't uh, catch something. Oh really? Yeah. So That's, yeah, I mean, it works. <laughs> you, yeah, obviously because he's yeah. in, in that sense he's right. The transmission is much more yeah. likely from the hand. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but 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 sneezing into the corner of your. That's Unless you just kind of, of yeah. linking arms with someone <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing a no, you know, you doing could, or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I also uh, found personally that um echinacea yeah. for me really helps. I used to get a lot of sore throats and uh tonsillitis really bad. Mm-hmm. But every time now I feel a bit you know, when I feel like the the something is coming or cold is coming, yeah. I have some echinacea tea at home. Right. It's just some herb, apparently it's supposed to boost the immune system. But I find it really um, kind of increases phlegm production and stuff. Right. So it kind of, it feels like, like it just flushes it, everything it just out. Comes yeah, it just flushes everything out. Very, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very pro I'm sort of it. natural sort of remedies. Yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm not, not that I go around telling everybody to use haldin dood. I'm, I'm not, that's not, I'm not. <laughs> wait, 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 what's wrong with haldin dood? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I, you know, because my wife turmeric. is a great, my wife is a great mm. proponent of turmeric. Yeah, absolutely. And milk, dood's milk. Um, so my wife is a big proponent of that when people have got sore throats. But I mean, I, I believe that th- there must mm. be some relevance to these things. I mean, I remember I took a, a trip to Pakistan in, I, I mean, they're based on like some of the thousands of years of uh, sampling, so Absolutely. it's if, quite if, uh, if, if scientific. You, if, if you look at some of the medicines that we have, yeah. like digoxin, which is used in fibrillation, you know, atrial fibrillation, I mean, it, it comes from plant, you know, essentially. Mm. So, you know, and I, I remember when uh, I visited Pakistan in tw- 2011, I visited um, a, a lab there, and they're doing some research on, on uh, black seed. 
Uh, so what they did was they covered a plate in MRSA, that mm. superbug, you know, and they put a small disc uh, of which was impregnated with black seed oil and they incubated it. The next day, the MRSA had wiped off the plate completely, you know, it killed it. This sounds like one of those kind of pictures you see on social media. No, no, I, I, I was, I visited the lab. I saw that. Yeah, Subhanallah. Uh, no, no, it's, it's not that, but it, it, it's, it's yeah. a way of, you know, to demonstrate to the people who don't believe in these yeah. things that they do have medicinal properties, and I, I firmly believe that they do. Now, in what way that they can be utilized mm. for that purpose, that I'm not sure about, but I will never deny that turmeric, black seed oil, you know, honey, all of these things, they do yeah. have medicinal properties, and, and I think that's important. Yeah. Subhanallah. You're just, pardon? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And you yeah, kind of yeah, have exactly. no choice. Yeah, but I have no choice. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, brother. It's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. Brother, but but, I, but yeah, I, I do personally believe, yeah. you know, that, that they do have medicinal properties. Yeah. I mean, one of the arguments by the people who are, are against kind of um, vaccinations is mm. kind of similar to what you, um, a little bit what you say about um, both antibiotics and the kind of um, the American style of just. Right, you know, prescribe first, ask questions later, mm. because is there not a um, a a a commercial kind of interest behind all these pushes for vaccinations or any kind of drug or whatever? I think I think if you're going, to, I think there are people who look at all of these things exceedingly yeah. cynically, you know, uh, and the answer to that question is that I'm sure there are, you know, nobody does anything for yeah. free, nobody does, you know, uh, nobody. I mean, what I mean is. In business, mm. obviously, I mean these drug companies do not produce these medications mm. for 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 the sake of the world. Okay, they are there to make money. Yeah. So there is no doubt that that you know that type of thing, you know, is 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 the driver for why it's happening. Mm. The way that that our public bodies advise on 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 schedules and on on vaccination is not triggered by the drug company. Are you sure about that? Yeah, well, as sure as I can be. As dealing, you know? Right, so, so as, as, as sure I mean, as, as, sure as I can be. It's not like a conspiracy theory no. to highlight the fact that there are, um, you know, deals that happen. There are kind of... There may well be. For example, I mean, yeah. you know, there are, there are always interests. I mean, uh, there's, a, there's an amazing book called Parliament Limited, right? Okay. It highlights the, the whole culture of MPs having oh, sure. uh, other interests sure. and being on this Absolutely. board and that board and, and revolving doors of mm. seconding kind of from one company to this department and the government or whatever. So there is a a commercial kind of element to everything. Whether it's building homes because a lot of MPs are private landlords. I'm not going to dispute that for a second. I'm, I'm not going to suggest that that doesn't happen. Mm. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I can see firsthand what happens when people contract these viruses, you know, mm. and and if taking the vaccination prevents this from happening, Mm. It's it's like a no-brainer, you know. Pe people think, oh, I'll, I'll get measles and I'll get over it. Actually, you can get quite a severe pneumonitis and die from that. Many years later, you can get a brain infection. It's a latent infection mm. that happens because of measles that can kill you. So there's, you know, there's there's lots of practical issues around this, you know. Uh, you know, there's other, you know. Would I be absolutely vociferous in every single vaccination? Possibly not in in one or two, but the the overwhelming majority, yes. What other is one or two? Huh? <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to mention that. Yeah. But, uh, but, no, no, you know, keep are, your job, yeah. Uh, no, it's not, nothing to do with it. It's yeah. not even my job, but, but yeah. I mean, I, that's a personal view of mine. Okay. But let, let me say that 99... Don't get sued by anyone who... No, it's not, I wouldn't get sued <laughs> at all. But 99% of vaccinations, yeah. I think, which are advised 
to the public and and for certain groups of people i'd say 100 percent for certain groups of people part of it is linked to people's activity as well i think i should say, i know. feel the urge to say that any um opinion expressed in this podcast <laughs> should one. be yeah. <laughs> uh taken <laughs> as advice only and yeah. to seek any medical uh absolutely blah, blah, blah yourself absolutely and absolutely absolutely you, uh, i'm i'm one condition yeah. with one opinion absolutely, there's yeah. other people yeah but, I'm just um, saying that so I don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, people should yeah. always seek medical advice from yeah. from 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 their own uh, medical practitioner. Yeah, local fatwa for local. Absolutely, from their own local, local issues, fatwa. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like I said, I I'm completely pro vaccination, yeah. and I think that the 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 conspiracy theories about whether it's true or not, okay, you cannot escape the clinical issue, which is if you contract one of these uh, illnesses, especially in adulthood. They can potentially be fatal, you know. And so you the summary you would say people. is for the kind of anti-vaccination stuff that yeah, there might be some evil company making money out of it, but yeah. we're pres- we're prescribing them, we're encouraging them because there are clear, Absolutely. clearly more benefits than there are harms. Absolutely, and again, so so yeah, and, and for and a much wider kind of society. Absolutely, level. and a much wider. So again, and you know, again, let me be clear. Mm. I'm not suggesting. I think everybody should, but it is yeah. everybody's individual choice whether they do or not. Okay. If you don't, then you're if you evil. Don't, if, you, if you don't, well, <laughs> I didn't say that you did. I didn't. People can infer what they want from right. what I'm what I'm saying. But um, even and, and I'm not going to say that there may not I'm be. I'm joking, by the way. I have some family members who don't do that. Okay, <laughs> excommunicated or kicked out of the. No, he really does believe that. No. <laughs> but uh, but the other thing is, and I'm not going to suggest that there are, there have not been any yeah. cases where people may have had an adverse incident from a vaccination. But if you think about the total population that's vaccinated, it is a vanishingly small number. Yeah. Okay, so. You know, again, I, I, knowing that I was vac- getting my kids vaccinated, I realized that there is a mm. potential risk of giving them a substance which is not natural to them. I, I what about that, uh, that seasonal risk. flu vaccines? Seasonal flu vaccines? I th- yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting one. I think healthcare professionals all should, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in terms of other people, I think there are definitely people within risk groups mm-hmm. who should, pregnant women, Diabetes, chronic lung diseases, chronic neuro- neurological dis- disorders—you know, the immunocompromising. Well, actually, not all the immunocompromising suppressed people can, but but certainly there are definitely groups of people over 65, for instance, that mm. should get the vaccine because the chances of them becoming more unwell if they contract it are much higher. Um, but uh, or in children, for instance, children is a, is a different issue because they pass it amongst themselves so quickly, yeah. and then they can affect sort of large swathes of people very quickly. Mm. So I, I see, I can totally see the logic in giving them uh, the vaccine in, in whatever modality it's given. Um, so do I feel that people like um, I'm different because I'm a healthcare person working in a hospital? Do I think other people need it? Not necessarily. I mean, people have flu all the time, and yeah. you know they'll get better from it. Um, you know. It, if you wanted to get it and you wanted to pay for it because you weren't eligible for it, I, I don't think there's any harm in doing that at all if you wanted to try and protect mm-hmm. yourself. But I think... Um, bearing if it's just to save the nuisance of... Yeah, yeah but, uh, but but being... being Yeah. It, it, that would be entirely up to you. I think there are some people who definitely need it, some people who should have it. Is it better for your immune system if you just don't have it and catch it and then you fight it yourself? Yes, absolutely. I think it, in, in some ways it is always better. You know, there are some instances where getting a virus, depending on how old you are, what situation mm. you're in, is not a good idea. And you, we should, you know, you should try to have preventative strategies before that. But in general, yeah. having natural immunity is always a better thing, I think as a personal okay. opinion you know you know i know so, i know some of my colleagues they give their children vaccines for chicken pox and stuff like that i mean 
And Chickenpox I, has a vaccine? Yeah, it does. You know, I thought you're just supposed to have parties when yeah. one kid gets it. Well, that's what we do in, in my family. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I figure out that one kid's yeah. good, I said, send the others. You, yeah. and it, you know, that type of thing. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a pain for parents. I mean, it's, it's just a practical issue. It is a pain. Yeah. So my son had it, but his wasn't too bad. When my daughter had it, she was really quite upset with it. So that, that's the thing that parents are just trying to, yeah. you, know, you know, prevent the stress. Well, let us know at home, if, oh, in the comments, uh, if you... You know, vaccinate your kids. I want to try and find I'm, out. I'm going to get massive. I want to find out if, uh, you know, if there's a big movement among Muslims. Um, because if if what you're saying is, you know, um, true for, you know, the the, the resurg resurgence of measles and Absolutely, all kinds yeah. of ancient, yeah. well, there used to be ancient disease and, and then that's quite a serious risk for our community, you know, if, if uh, I, I, we're not protecting our it's, kids It's from a serious that. risk for everybody. Yeah. It's a serious risk for everybody that we come, we come, mm. come into contact with. And I think, you know, that is something that we, we need to bear in mind, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 you know, ultimately, especially, you know, our deen is not something that focuses on just oneself. Mm. There is something about the protection I mean, there is the people. argument that, I mean, Islamically, I can totally see uh, somebody saying, this is obligatory on you or you have to force people to have this because if it's actually going to credibly save huge um you know harm yes. save you from huge harm potentially yeah. Yeah. and the uh, you know the the side effects or the you know the the, the nuisance of having it yeah. is so small then uh, you know you could uh, i suppose make an argument absolutely i mean yeah. uh, you know i, I you know I'm, I'm clearly not going to give up on this <laughs> issue uh tired me and i think yeah. I would, i'd be inundated with 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 hate if i did but uh but yeah i agree with with what you just said I, it would be as, if, as far as i'm concerned on a personal level it's as close to obligatory as you can get yeah. but have these things been tested properly on because the, the way you're talking we're talking about now is as though it's like a hard and fast science uh, a hard and fast kind of factual thing but science isn't really like that everything's kind of probabilistic right and you look at you know um sorry what is what being tested for instance um so the the uh, the the vaccinations on different types of people for example right um you might say that um you know, here are the here are the bad uh side effects right but has that been properly yes, tested a, out when, on when, different when, types of people, yeah. including like immunocompromised people? I th like I th so, so there is very clear guidance on mm. what, what vaccinations. There's a, there's a book which is, anybody can read it. It's, it's called the Green Book on um, Immunizations and, and Diseases. And you can look up all the different types of vaccinations, who they're mm -hmm. suit appropriate for, who they're not. There are definitely exclusion criteria to those as well. There are some people that you cannot give it to those people, for instance. But mm -hmm. if you think about it, we've had years and years and years of people receiving vaccinations okay and like any drug okay if you get an adverse event it needs to be reported in a particular mm. way so that data is gathered really robustly and so we know what the potential harm is from these things the ones that have um, been around for years yeah absolutely yeah. so mmr has been around for years you know so mm. we know what the, what the consequence i'm just using mmr as an example yeah. this is the most one common one in people's knowledge okay. um so so yeah i i think that data is collected very robustly yeah mm. okay um, so bringing back to the coronavirus stuff. Okay, so your takeaway point is don't panic about the coronavirus. Um, it's all happening all the way in China and there are far more um, important things that could kill you right here at home. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, let's not worry about anything. That's his empowering. Let's, let's, let's don't panic <laughs> message. Don't panic, panic. No, I, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, the, our risk stratification for Wuhan coronavirus is low mm. probability. I think that's very important to mention. Okay. Uh, I certainly would not be panicking about this uh, in the UK. 
Is uh, there a vaccination for it if somebody is no, traveling near there? No, there's not. Yeah. Um, what could someone do if they have to don't for travel, work don't travel. purposes or whatever? No, I think that you have to be pragmatic about whether you yeah. have to go there or not. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not suggesting that people should just turn up to to, to China at the moment. I'm certainly not until that. What about like a neighboring country, Pakistan, Bangladesh, India? I don't think there's any harm in doing that no at all. Harm. No, not, no harm at all. I think you know there are general principles that you need to apply. Stay away from you know livestock, uh, wash your hands, take respiratory precautions, those type of things. Mm. But but don't become paranoid about it. And certainly not in the UK. I mean yeah. you know I mean it, you know now what, what will happen? I imagine if if this sort of paranoia takes hold, which it seems to be doing slightly, is that mm. if anybody sneezes in your direction, you, you'll start. Somebody might faint and say, "I've got Wuhan, I'm going to die." You know, <laughs> you know that type of ridiculous nonsense. Yeah. I mean it's 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 silly. So again, you know, think about everything in perspective, um, and uh, I think if you if you manage to think about it in the context of what it really is, mm. you will realize that there is no need to panic. Again, it can be fatal in, in a group of people, but to think that everybody's going to die from it in the UK yeah. is is a slightly ludicrous sort of thing to reach to. And just be sensible, be pragmatic, wash Absolutely. your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. Stay away. Good, good diet. Healthy. <laughs> coughing into your, your elbow. elbow. You know, Can that be a thing now? I, d- I, I don't know. I'm not going to start advocating coughing start into your elbow. <laughs> speak to nice, maybe. Speak, yeah, somebody yeah, can speak yeah, to nice. Yeah. I'm going to speak to them about it. And, um, you, you can do your own randomized control trial of, of, uh, of coughing into elbows. I know what that is. To, <laughs> you should know what it is. <laughs> I forgot all this stuff. Um, yeah, Zakla Khan for coming. Oh, no, no, it was my pleasure. Uh, I appreciate I think, uh, the, the opportunity. Don't want to keep you too long, so you can get back to saving lives and <laughs> building your bunker. Yeah. Um, but I, I believe that this deserves a hadouken. Yeah. I think so. Okay, there you Just go. Just to make my life happy. Hadouken! There you go. That's you against the... Uh, That's me against, against the, the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had nothing to do with it. So anyone watching who knows me and is anti-vaxxer, I'm still your friend. Uh, but yeah, Jazakallah <laughs> for coming along. Jazakallah uh, for watching at home. Uh, if you liked it, give it a like and a share. Even if you didn't, then uh, tell, uh, tell us in the comments what you didn't like about Dr. Imran Qureshi. Uh, he's a nice guy, but uh, maybe your medical knowledge... Uh, so, so is, yeah, surpasses mine. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, I'm sure so, uh, all mother's medical yeah, knowledge surpasses yeah. mine, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah uh, remember to subscribe and uh, um, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple, iTunes, and all that kind of uh, good stuff, and the Google one as well. Uh, also... Uh, if you reach the end of this video, let us know in the comments as usual uh, that you're pretty awesome. And we'll, uh, we'll put the names of the people who uh, gave us uh, a comment last uh, in, week, in last week's episode uh, on the screen now. So these people are awesome. Mashallah. Well done. And uh, see you next week. Zakum Khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.